0: Guys, Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to our podcast. It is podcast number 287. We have a great show for you today. Uh, Very honored to have a special guest, the kind of leader of the Quantum Touch movement, the Power to Heal. Richard Gordon's going to join us, and I'm so delighted. Um, It just does some fantastic work, and the movement is spreading across the country, around the world, and uh, we're thrilled to have him on Guys, Guys Radio. So here we are on Guys, Guys Radio. It is sunday june 3rd a sunday edition of the show we do shows on sundays and wednesdays now and uh here we are in new york city where we had another cloudy cool day uh and it's interesting because my son is uh he's five and he has a he's in a t-ball league and we have to the new york city is a funny place uh it's so fantastic in so many ways yet now with the mass transit it's like It's like a third world country now. This is a Sunday, so we're up on around 115 and Frederick Douglass Boulevard, which is 8th Avenue, where we were going to leave from today, and uh, no local uh, downtown subway service. So to wait for a bus, it would be a 15-minute wait for a bus. That's a long wait. If you walk up to 125th Street to take an express train, the express train goes all the way down to 59th Street. Well, we wanted to go to 79th Street and then take a crosstown bus all the way down to Riverside, and then walk <clears throat> walk across the park there and then find the baseball fields down by the boat basin. It's a long haul on a Sunday morning with a little kid five years old on a cool day, cool, cloudy day once, a, once again. So first we had to wait for the bus, and then when we got to 79th Street, we had to wait another 10 minutes for another bus. And then three-quarters of the way across town, the driver pulls the bus, just pulls over, and it's like everybody out because the bus driver had to go to the bathroom i've been living in new york city for a long time that's a first for me and i'm like really you stop here he said yeah this is where there's a bathroom so you can wait for me to finish up or you can get out and walk so we got out and walked it was only a block and a half but it took us an hour to go like about a mile and a half uh and with all the wondrous things about New York and being the capital of the world in so many ways it's it's mass transit system. Uh, it's, it's so, it's so backward now. Uh, fortunately they've got somebody in from London who's going to put a plan together to fix it, but it's, wow, it's a disaster for as any New Yorker would know. And especially on the weekends, just people don't even bother with, on, with the subway on the weekends because the service is just there's always something, the lines not running or, delays and it's just bad news anyhow this is guys guys radio the place where when men and women can be at their best everyone wins now what i usually do at this point of the program i do some guys guys news and then we take a break and then we bring our guest on and then i come back and then we do our guys guys guide of the week but i'm just going to do today i'm just going to do our guys guy of the week and our anti-guys guy of the week so then we'll bring our guest right on we'll take take a a one at 30-second break, and then we'll bring our guest on. So this week's Guy's Guy of the Week, and the Guy's Guy is you know, casual confidence, unassuming strength, uh, seductive integrity, emotional intelligence, kind of an updated uh, contemporary man's man, but not in a macho way, and man in, in the best sense of the word. So this week, our Guy's Guy of the Week, and it all came out of, by the way, my novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. That's where Guy's Guy's Radio began. That's where my website, robertmanny.com, began, and my uh, syndicated blog there on life, love, and the pursuit of happiness. But our guy's guy of the week is Benedict Cumberbatch. I just read where he, and uh, an unassumingly so, uh, jumped out of an Uber car in London and, uh, thwarted a, uh, kind of a beatdown on uh, a fast food delivery guy, uh, who was uh, on a bicycle bringing his food somewhere and some guys, dragged him off the bike and we're starting to give him a beat down and Cumberbatch jumped out of the Uber and uh, made a big stink about it. And the guys ran off and he didn't have to do that and good for him. So he's our guys guy of the week. Our anti guys guy of the week is uh, he's a player on the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. I don't know if anybody's been watching, but that game one of the Cavs and the uh, Golden State Warriors series, their fourth in a row as finals was fantastic. And they're playing again this evening. JR Smith, who is a former Nick, uh, former New York Nick, he has a uh, tenuous, if you will, uh, relationship with the fans and the press, and uh, he's borderline. Sometimes does some unsavory things and kind of goes uh, has brain freeze on the court. Well, he did two weird things during that game. The first is, I think he made a really dirty play where he rolled over, he dove for the ball, and then he rolled into the side of Clay Thompson's ankle and rolled up on it and you just don't do that and uh they didn't throw him out of the game i was shocked and the announcers didn't make that big a stink but that was bad that was bad and they really downplayed that and uh now clay thompson he came back he had to get out of the game he came back in and he he got it through the second half but now now his ankle swole up we don't know if he's playing tonight but we'll see the other thing that jr did was at the end of the game his team uh there was a foul shot his team was tied. There was five seconds left. He somehow pushed off on Kevin Durant from behind, got the rebound, and instead of just flipping it back into the basket right where he was, he, headed, he dribbled and headed towards half court. LeBron James was standing there saying, what are you doing? Go the other way. And then he flipped it to his teammate down in the corner who heaved up a really long pass, and he missed, and the game was over. And so basically he, didn't, he thought that they were up by one point. He changed the story on that also. First, he said, No, I knew we were tied. And then he said, Well, I might have said that we were ahead. Anyhow, you get some negative points on that, JR. Hope you pull it together. Uh, JR Smith, everybody, our anti guys guy of the week. So let's take a very quick break and then we'll come right back with our special guest, Richard Gordon, my uh, friend and guest, uh, Raika yagmani uh, opera singer from san francisco has recorded this for us so she's going to tell you what you're listening to
1: you're listening to the guys guys radio
0: okay we're back welcome back to guys guys radio uh i am a uh an energy person myself uh, as is my wife and uh i have a uh I'm a ma- ma- Reiki master teacher, as well as a advanced clinical, a certified advanced clinical master hypnotist. And I'm always uh, amazed by the power of working with energy and attention and the healing power of our hands and running energy through our bodies. And I stumbled upon, uh, I was watching Gaia uh, network, and I saw an interview with uh, Regina Meredith and Richard Gordon, and I was mesmerized by it. And I'm like, wow, this guy's really fantastic. And then I looked at my schedule for guys, guys radio. And I realized that, uh, I had gotten a note from a publicist that he, he was available and I jumped on him like, yes, absolutely. So I'm so thrilled. I've gone through his two books, uh, Quantum Touch, The Power to Heal, which probably everybody knows in the, the new book, The Secret Nature of Matter. And it's just fantastic. Uh, as I had uh, sent a note to Richard, my wife actually is studying quantum touch level one training this weekend. And she's probably going to walk through the door in a couple of minutes and she has her quantum touch pendant. And actually, a quick anecdote, Before she she hasn't charged yet, but she was showing it to me the other day, uh, about a week ago, and I had a really sore left shoulder. And I held it in my hand. I'm like, wow, this thing is charged already before my wife even charged it. And and I put it on my uh, shoulder. I left it there for about an hour, and I did it about three nights in a row, just for about an hour or so. And I have to tell you, my shoulder, I thought I had a torn rotator cuff. I would say it's 90% better. And I'm going to give a lot of the credit to both REST, but also to the, the charging and the energy that's in this object. So, Richard's going to talk to us about that. So, let me tell you a little bit about him, and then we'll bring him out on the show. He's a pioneer in the field of energy medicine, 40 years of experience, four best selling books published in 17 languages. Um, he works with certified practitioners in over 50 countries, and he was praised by the, the well-known Dr. C. Norman Shealy, founding president of the American Holistic Medical Association, as the first technique that may truly allow us all to become healers. He's the founder of the Quantum Touch Organization, and he's a visionary and a pioneer, and I'm so thrilled to have him on Guys Guys Radio right now. Welcome, Richard Gordon. How are you, Richard?
1: Hey, Robert. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Well, thank you so much um I don't know where to begin i have a bunch of questions and then I wrote a whole bunch of other questions and I figured, you know what for the for our listeners let's let's if you if it's okay with you, let's start at the beginning and maybe get into uh i think a lot of people know what Reiki is, but they're not exactly sure they haven't been introduced yeah. to quantum touch yet, and that's an easy one for you
1: well, yeah. I got into this over 40 years ago. My first book came out 40 years ago, to give you an idea. Um, Mm -hmm. Quantum touch is a way that we're actively working with the energy that Reiki works with, except Reiki is passive because you're waiting for the energy to show up. With quantum touch, you're bringing it, and it's very powerful because... Before lunch break on the first day of a workshop, not only are people bringing down pain and inflammation, but you can move bones back into alignment with a light touch or your money back. So that's been something we've been seeing. Everybody can learn it, but we're working the whole time to move the energy through us to get much more powerful results than if we're simply waiting for the energy.
0: OK, I was going through the beginning of uh, quantum touch and I, you know, feeling uh, my finger and then throughout my body, I could do yeah. that and then getting into the breathing. What what is the uh, tell us about that, the importance of how you get started with it? And also the you know, I think what the biggest question people would have is about what is it about the hip alignment that makes people uh, not healthy? OK,
1: that's. You know, it's like we have about two hours of material here. Um, (laughs) It isn't about the hip alignment, although that does have a a positive impact for athletes, for um, movement, for injury prevention. For some people, it helps their neck and back pain or shoulder pain. But that isn't the interesting thing. The interesting thing is we're doing something that the world considers to be physiologically impossible, and it's visible to the naked eye. It happens better than 99% of the time, and anybody can learn to do it immediately.
0: Hmm.
1: So So it isn't the therapeutic benefit of the hip alignment that I'm excited about. I'm excited Hmm. in the same way. That Galileo was excited to see the phases of Venus because it showed the Earth went around the sun, or the astronomers were able to look at gravitational lensing to validate Einstein's theory. That's why I'm excited about it. Not because what it is, but because what it shows us and about who and what we really are.
0: Okay, but for all of your practitioners, do they begin? It seemed like, and when you were you were talking about it, when I saw you on Gaia with Regina Meredith, you were yeah, talking about right. uh, doing that and actually doing that um, remotely. Also, is that true? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You can. Uh, back in 1978, I learned that you could bring down pain and inflammation and align people with a light touch. About 10 years ago, I found out we can do it without touching. And about two and a half years ago, I discovered that you could put that same energy and information into any kind of physical object. And if you touch somebody with that object, you can cause that transfer of energy. One person took their pendant and they ran it down the back of the cat's head over its spine to the end Mm -hmm. of its tail a number of times. And over a few days, the adult cat's bent tail straightened out. Uh, we've seen uh, when I showed this to um, just wide ranges of people, everybody's able to just pick up the pendant and just have the intention of aligning them, even though they know nothing about my work. And if they can put their hands on top of the hips, you will actually watch them just you'll be able to see them just drop down. And when I showed this work to uh, Michael Beckwith at a retreat, Mm -hmm. He was so blown away. He wanted to see this 20 or 30 times. And he ended up writing a real nice blurb for my book, saying to read this book. Now read it again.
0: Exactly. I got it right here. It
1: is mind-blowing. But here's the deal. You talked about uh, the guy that jumped out of the Uber. Right. Well, we don't have many opportunities in our life to feel heroic. But I'm telling Mm -hmm. you, if you learn... So you just use these simple breathing and body awareness exercises. You don't need to believe it. You don't need to believe all the woo stuff around life force energy or prana. You just do the breathing and body awareness, and then you sandwich the part between your hands that the other person has pain, and you'll just see remarkable results.
0: Now, and, and you can, can feel you feel
1: heroic? Yeah.
0: <laughs> can you work on people's internal organs also?
1: You can work anywhere you can imagine.
0: Now, how do you, how, do you, how in, would you do that? Is, that? is that through intention? Well,
1: for instance, yeah, it's all, it's all based on intention. When you have the intention to walk through the door, you don't question yourself 20 times on the way to the door. Am I still right. intending to go through the door? <laughs> you just do it. And we doubt ourselves because we don't really trust our inner experiences. But when you find out that you have these extraordinary abilities. And and one of the early things I did was, because I, I like to measure the hips, not because they're so interesting, but because of what they teach us. And I would meditate to cause somebody's hips to go in alignment, and they would immediately. But then, if I, then later one of my students showed me that if I meditated on a bone behind the nose and eyes called the sphenoid bone and give it mm-hmm. a little turn, I could permanently align the hips and the uh, cranial bones. And for some people, it's, it's like a miracle because now their, their back stopped hurting or their neck doesn't hurt or they can bend over and things like that. For most people, they don't even feel it, except it's visible. And I've shown dozens of chiropractors and other people that this is true. But for 99% of the people out there, they don't care about the alignment. What they care about is pain reduction because mm-hmm. five or eight days out of the year, this may be the most important skill that you can learn because there'll be some loved one who's really hurting yeah. you and you have something that you can do now. And that's where the, that feeling of heroic comes in.
0: How about Richard, how about people, uh, there's so many, you know, aging boomers and then the, the boomer parents and Alzheimer's and Parkinson's and these chronic diseases. Can, uh, the quantum touch help them?
1: We're putting together a free ebook with, over a thousand stories of people we can only quote the anecdotes Uh Um, we're actually looking at doing a study on traumatic brain injury soon Uh, we saw a child when I was in Hong Kong and everybody in the audience was crying I didn't even know what the story was but they brought me to this little girl she was about 11 months old maybe a little older than that and she reaches out and grabs my finger and smiles and everybody's crying and I'm thinking what's the story and the story was the babysitter shook the baby so much that she had a traumatic brain injury and they mm. thought she was uh, going to die. And everybody just started using my work, holding the baby's head, running energy into the baby. And the baby was 90% well when I met her. And I saw a video about a month ago of her climbing a slide and sliding down and laughing. And, and it, just, it just brings tears to you to realize, That we have these abilities that have been lost, forgotten, or simply shunned because modern science chooses not to to explore it.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, you uh, you do a lot of experiments and uh, pr- repro- proving and reproving things, which is fantastic. Uh, my question is, do you, do you get a lot of, uh, have you, and I assume you have, but you do these experiments so you have the evidence, get pushback from the medical community and the big, you know, 800-pound gorilla that they can be?
1: No, no, we, we get ignored. That's what Gandhi said. First, they ignore you, <laughs> then they laugh at you, then they fight you, then you win. We're still in the ignore <laughs> stage, and, I'm, and I've only been doing this for about 45 years. So, you know, one of these one of these days, I'll be an overnight success, or at least be shunned. But I haven't reached that level of success <sighs> yet to, to be shunned.
0: now I, I asked my wife because she came uh, she came back late last night from uh, level one training, the first day, mm-hmm. and now she's there today, yes. and she's. Uh, and I said, you have a question because I have Richard Gordon on the show. She oh, said, cool. I just, she goes, I don't have any. Yeah, she's with um, o- Odyssey. Guy by the name oh, yeah. of uh, his, his last name is Odyssey. Um, um, I'm not sure of his first name. Let me see. I had written it down somewhere, but something Odyssey, Tyler Odyssey. That's it. Uh, he's from a, California. Odysseus. Tyler, Odysseus, Tyler that's
1: Odysseus. He's a friend of mine. Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. He's a really Sorry. good
1: teacher. He, he's very passionate yeah. and very smart.
0: Great. And uh, so I said, do you have any, uh, you have a question for Richard? And she said, the only thing I'm curious about, because she hasn't looked at the books. She didn't look at anything. I had the books, and I've been going through them. And yeah. she, I, I mentioned, we were watching, you know, Regina Meredith, and she's, she's a, A kind of a natural healer. She can send energy, and she's like pulled a body, a body out of another body type of thing. Just she just has these abilities. So she now she's really pursuing, and she's a kind of a trains yoga teachers type of thing. And she studied with some kind of big deal yoga people. So she said, "I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna take this workshop." And I'm like, "Great, fantastic." So she's there now. So when I saw her last night, she I'm like, "Do you have any questions, So Richard?" She said, "I'm just curious." because I haven't looked at the books or anything, and she has the pendant. Uh, and she said, I'm going yes. to be charging it. But she said, H- ask, how did you get started with this? And I think that would be a natural question that our listeners would like to know also. And yeah. I'm sure you've been asked a million um, times, but it really, how did you stumble yeah. into this?
1: Back, back in the early 70s, I went to a doctor and he said, you got a lot of problems, lung, skin, intestines. He said, but let's wait till it get worse. Nothing's bad enough to treat. <laughs> so I thought that may be the stupidest advice I had ever heard. <laughs> Maybe. So I went to a holistic health school, and there I got turned on to something called polarity therapy, and I wrote a book about polarity therapy, and by the time it came out, I pretty much lost interest in the philosophy, but I was fascinated with the life force energy, the prana, the chi, the ki, and what we could do with it. And right around three months before the book came out, in 1978, which is exactly 40 years ago, I met my teacher Robert Rasmussen, who showed me uh, that he could use breathing and body awareness to cause structural alignment and to bring down pain and all kinds of stuff. and I apprenticed with him, took over in his retirement, and radically evolved the work over the decades. and and so the latest discovery was like with the pendants, discovering that you could put the same energy and tension that you do during a session into an object. And if you use the object with intention, it can have a dramatic physiological impact on people. So I discovered you can join objects together in your mind, which I call conscious entanglement. And now we have over 5,000 people putting their energy into the pendant from time to time. And we've heard a lot of remarkable stories of people using them, but it's not a good substitute for the actual sessions Overall, mm-hmm. but sometimes it's all you need.
0: Yeah, like I had mentioned uh earlier, uh my, yeah. my wife got the pen and I felt it and uh I can pick up energy f- halfway decently and uh I thought, well, yeah. wow, this is charged already and she hadn't charged it and oh, I yeah. put it on my shoulder and it made a major, major difference. And I'm like I could feel it when it was on there. And I'm like then I was reading about the fact that the conscious entanglement where you have all the people who've been trained, uh, they put energy into the pendant, mm-hmm. and then the pendant energy goes from pendant to pendant around the the world, and it just they just you have constant charging, right?
1: Yeah, it, this thing is is stronger every single day because of the thousands of people who, from time to time, will put their best into it. And I'm just working with new technologies. How do we take out of the pendant what we want? And we're having people putting in. Their peak experiences, their talents, their gifts, the very, their, their, the very best of their life. And so we're going to have to learn more about how to extract and grow from what people are putting into the pendants. But this is a whole new technology, and there have been talismans around for thousands of years. But this mm-hmm. may be the first time we have a group talisman that improves daily.
0: Well, that's fantastic, because a lot of people actually wear one, a shiri yantra, uh, the sacred geometry Mm -hmm. thing, and uh,
1: it makes me feel like for some reason. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What do you think of those? Well,
1: because because thousands of people have been putting their prayers and their spiritual identity into that object, and of course it's going to carry some of that vibration with it. But what Mm -hmm. you realize is that we don't, you know, as a spiritual, as a collective, we don't really believe that our love actually has an impact outside of our behavior or our actions. We think, mm-hmm. how do we express our love? Well, by being nice, by giving gifts, by being sexual, by mm-hmm. being thoughtful, right. and so forth. That's how we think we love. But actually, love is a vibrational essence of who is what we really in on it. The more profoundly we transform ourselves and the people around us.
0: Okay, let's uh, let's take a moment and talk about you have the two books here: the Quantum Touch, Power to Heal, and Secret Nature of Matter, the new book. And it's, yeah. the one, the first one, I've spent some time on, and that's a, it teaches you basically the uh, how to how to how to do this, how to do the quantum touch, get exactly. started with it. And then the second book yeah. is more about, I guess, SPA, spontaneous posture alignment and, uh, and more. There's well, a lot of experiments well, in there. Could you just tell us about yeah. what, is, what, is, what are the, the basis of the two books?
1: Well, Quantum Touch, The Power to Heal was my second book, and that one is the most popular one. And it teaches people the foundation of how to start doing energy healing work yourself. Whether you take a workshop or not, you can read the book and get started immediately at helping people to accelerate their healing process then after that came quantum touch 2.0 the new human which taught people how to work two or three times faster without even touching people and then just when I thought I was never going to have another major <laughs> discovery in the field I ran. A, I just did a crazy experiment one day where I played golf in the morning I was wearing the same sweater and I reached in my pocket and there was a golf tee I'm in a coffee shop and I wonder what would happen if I meditate on the golf tee as if I was giving it the information (laughs) of aligning somebody. And then I just, you know, handed it to somebody and measured them and instantly aligned them. And it blew my mind. And then I thought, well, what would happen if you try this? And what happens if you try that? And what if you boil water? Will the water still hold the information. What about the water (laughs) that evaporated on the lid of the pot? What about this? And I tried, I think 57 experiments. And in the process I started seeing things that didn't make sense. Like sometimes it would sort of work here and it didn't work. And I had to really dissect what was going on, what's the ritual, what's the phenomena, what was the reasons it was working. And that's when I discovered conscious entanglement, that you can join objects in your mind. And anything that anybody does to any one of the objects will work on all the objects. So I had to run experiments Uh, to make them work and to make them fail so I could be sure. Sure. And uh, so it was a lot of fun to explore this whole new field, which may not be researched at universities for decades because it is so far outside the box now.
0: Now with the the example of the golf tee, so – if you yeah. put your energy into the golf team, you gave it to somebody who's having trouble with their game, yeah. would it would it impact their game or their alignment at least for their for their swing? How would it how probably, would it help
1: may, them? May, no, probably not, because what we see is I can hand somebody dependent to look at. Mm-hmm. And they'll say, "Oh, it's nice. It's pretty. I like it." But if you if the same person hands it to them with the intention of causing alignment, it'll instantly cause the alignment because the object holding energy and intention seems Mm -hmm. to work. It's triggered by the intention mechanism, if there is such a thing. And so we don't really know very much about this. We just know that it works and we don't, I just did the most preliminary of research on this to discover it and get it started. But we need real scientists to dissect this, take it apart, put it back together and find out what's going on now. If I do play, you know, a pretty good game of golf, but um, the golf swing is so deeply rooted in people's uh, mechanical habits, right, muscle
0: I memory. sincerely
1: doubt it's going to change anything of importance in the golf swing.
0: Okay. Now, uh, sometimes when we, uh, as a Reiki practitioner, um, I don't know if I'm a contrarian or not, but I don't believe that Reiki actually heals. I believe that Reiki helps unblock and then the energy is allowed to flow better. Uh, but it doesn't eradicate a disease or something like that. But um, I don't know what your point of view is on that. But um, if, that's, if that's the case, um, was with quantum touch, how, how do you address um, a specific uh, malady or a disease?
1: All right. This is a really important point. We like to say that the definition of a healer is somebody was sick and got well. A great healer is someone very sick who got well quickly. All healing ultimately is self-healing. I don't Mm -hmm. know how to heal your cells. I don't know how to heal my own cells. The body and spiritual intelligence has that ability. Now, if we can provide the right field of energy, the body can use that energy for its own self-healing. So it's all self-healing. We're providing the energy environment to allow their body to heal itself more quickly, effectively, and so forth.
0: Got it. Um, sometimes when we, uh, again, I'll use Reiki as an example. Uh, I remember one time I was, uh, my third marathon, I was at a friend's house and she was kind enough to make me a pasta dinner. And then I gave her a Reiki session and I, I did it the wrong way. I, I drained myself and I ran a terrible, I was in the yeah. best shape of my life. I ran a terrible race and I didn't realize that I could have done that to myself, but it was true. I definitely mm-hmm. did that. Do we, uh, yeah. when you're doing quantum touch, is there any concerns at all about um, do, you, do do your practitioners and yourself need to do any kind of grounding or uh, kind of uh, protecting their energy so you don't get uh, drained, it doesn't come out of you?
1: Well, this is one of my primary, this is what my primary complaint against Reiki is mm-hmm. it's a, a, a system without a technique because they think that just by giving you an attunement the, and some hand positions, you you will be self-protected, and that simply will not happen. And so, all healing is a function of resonance and entrainment. That means when two things vibrate right. at different frequencies, either the lower one will match the high one, or the high one matches right. the lower one, or they meet in the middle. With quantum mm-hmm. touch, because we're doing breathing and body awareness exercises on an ongoing basis. We are constantly raising our energy field, and the other person has to match us. Even the great, even the great grandmother right. is able to work on the Olympic athlete and help them raise their vibration, but only through the breathing and body awareness. That's the work we're doing that I mentioned earlier. It's not like mm-hmm. we're sitting waiting for something to happen. We're bringing it.
0: Got it. So. Um... If you're, uh, let's talk about some uh, some specific objects for for yourself. When you go out, uh, when you pour yourself a glass of water, do you set an intention for it? Do you use your uh, the quantum touch for it? your glass of water?
1: Sometimes, I
0: mean, I'm, I can be pretty so? lazy, you know. Mm-hmm.
1: Sometimes, uh, but okay. you realize I've been running energy through my body every day for over forty years, mm-hmm. and uh, right now, I'm about three months from turning 70. I'm in the best wow. shape of my life. I have no mm-hmm. joint pain. I'm on no medication. I got carded last year when I entered a golf tournament because they wanted to know if I was over 50.
0: Fantastic. And they, they, they,
1: car- they carded me. My waist is two inches smaller than when I was in high school, and I weighed three pounds more.
0: And you feel great, too, most importantly, right? Yeah,
1: I've never been hospitalized. I have no problems. And I actually developed another course that we have online called The Art of Youthing, How to Slow, Stop, and Potentially Reverse Aging. I haven't done it yet. I haven't reversed it. I don't even think I've stopped it. (laughs) Have I slowed it? Absolutely, I've slowed it. Nobody can believe my age. I don't believe it either. It's just a chronological age, not a biological age. And so I missed maybe a hundred different things that we can do because longevity takes a long time. And if you just make one tiny change every week, one tiny 2% change a week in a year, you're a hundred percent different. And in five years, you're not even similar to where you were when you began. And so to have fun with it, to make it easy and to start doing whatever you can to improve your own biological health and life force energy
0: now, when you're taking all this energy in, um, and energy is energy, but do you ever get bad energy, and can you identify it, and you just flush it through, or you must have run into some weird energy?
1: Well, of course, but here's the thing. If you walk into a courthouse or the Department of Motor Vehicles where everybody's unhappy, <laughs> yeah. and they've been unhappy there for decades right. or longer, then you know you're going to start feeling funky when you walk in the room because... It's holding that vibration, and everybody's kind of just resigned to feel bad when they're there. You don't have to. You can do the breathing and body awareness exercises, connect with your heart area, feel your love, your gratitude, and then breathe and expand your field larger and larger and fill up the whole space. One woman was going to a very unhappy job. And every day, people were moaning and bitching about life and everything. And so she walked in one day feeling really happy and good. So before she started working, she just fiddled with papers and pretended to be working while she was doing the breathing and body awareness exercises and filling the entire space with her love and her joy. And then she heard bizarre conversations, like one woman said, Hmm. well, I don't know why I'm feeling so good today. Nothing good has happened. And kind of complaining about how good she was feeling. So we have the ability mm-hmm. to do things with the energy that the world hasn't yet understood, even considered very possible.
0: Fantastic. Have you have you worked on anybody like a, a pregnant woman and worked on the unborn yet? And also, how about of somebody course. who's passed?
1: Um, well, the people who are no longer in their body are usually doing really well, mm-hmm. but not always. And you can send energy. To anywhere you can imagine. You can work on uh, infants on in the womb. One of the cool things about that hip alignment is that if the hips are closed in a certain way, it closes the birth canal, makes it harder for a baby to be born. Just doing this one second alignment by touching somebody with a pendant with the intention of aligning them will immediately align it and make it much easier for a woman to give birth. That's actually a, a pretty cool application of the hip alignment. Um, yeah, these, these things are very, very doable.
0: How, how about working with, uh, the, I mean, do you work with, the when, uh, when you're doing your youth work also, uh, the microbes, the body's microbes, or the blood, or organs, or?
1: We work, work with a lot of it
0: like A lot of it sounds like it's alignment-based.
1: No, no. It's, it's emotional. It's mm-hmm. nutritional. It's spiritual. It's energetic. It's lifestyle. In other words, we take every tool that we have available. Like, for instance, today, I uh, had some cryotherapy where I go into this chamber that's 260 below zero for Mm -hmm. three minutes and I'm doing my Wim Hof breathing technique and I come out there and you get this rush of all these what they call cold shock proteins that are surging through you, making you feel absolutely fantastic. So there's, there's so many wonderful Modalities to tap in on, and all you have to do is just make one tiny change every week. Okay, instead of eating this cake, I'll have some strawberries with, with whipped right, cream. Right, just right, make one mm-hmm. tiny change, and then not only did you feel good that you did something good for yourself, but your body feels good and you're operating with integrity because all self love is fundamentally based on honesty integrity responsibility and trust and as we do things that are good for ourselves we have that integrity that self-honesty we trust ourselves more and it may and, and by holding that responsibility it's our power it gives us a much deeper sense of power
0: wow um what are the most uh, a couple of anecdotes if you would richard um the kind of the wildest experiences you've had, the the, the things that have surprised you.
1: Gosh, uh, there's been hundreds and hundreds, but I'll tell you, uh, one of the earliest ones was when my friend brought a bunny rabbit to my house. It was yeah around Easter time, so that seemed appropriate, I guess. And the bunny was hopping around the house, and we all thought it was really cute. Till I realized there's pellets all over the floor, so. I have to capture the bunny and put it back in a box. But it didn't want to be captured. And by the time I cornered the rabbit, it was trembling underneath my hands. And I kind of, and I thought, well, why didn't I try this new thing? I just learned about moving the energy. So I did, and the rabbit relaxed under my hands. And that seemed nice. And then Mm -hmm. suddenly the rabbit pushed against my hands. I thought it was going to try to get away. (laughs) But instead it flipped itself over on its back spread its arms and legs out as far as it could as if it was sunning itself on the beach in Hawaii. That's and and it, because it was so scared, figuring it was going to die, and then it felt nurtured. And so it went from, I'm going to die, to I'm safe, to I'm totally safe. And so it, yeah, it, it did enough. that shift right away. That same week, I, went, I drove down to Los Angeles to work with a woman who was hunched over from severe osteoporosis. And I was going to teach a workshop with about eight or nine people to show them what this looked like. And I had her put her shirt on backwards so we could see her spine. And some vertebrae were sticking out like dinosaur bones. And they were just a jumble of positions, nothing, no alignment. In the course of a little over an hour, every vertebra went back completely into place. She stood up and became like about nine inches taller than me. I'm kind of a short guy. And as soon as she stood up, as if it was choreographed, the double doors opened and her daughter walked in the room and burst out crying, saying, Mom, you're standing up straight. And That's I fabulous. was so shocked by that experience that I remember sitting on the floor of my friend's house where I was staying, and I heard this loud voice in my head, and that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And then I had to remember every single piece of the day so I didn't take it away from myself because it shocked my belief system. And I've had my belief mm-hmm. system shock so many times that I've come to the place of saying, all right, what else you got to show me?
0: Wow. Wow. That's a great story, especially since I just watched Peter Rabbit with my son. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, you, uh, tell me if I got this right, Richard. It seemed, I was breezing through the book earlier today again, and I read where it said like you can only when people get the alignment, they uh, is uh, they can only get that done once, and then you you do anybody, yeah. and uh, you could run out of people because you have all these people who've been aligned. Tell, well, tell us about that. I'm just short. Uh, well, uh, the deal is,
1: yeah, essentially, there's a if you want to do a, the same person over and over again, just meditate on the hips and touch and just do the quantum touch level one or two and meditate on their hips. And then three or four days later, they'll be right out of alignment like a chiropractor would. But Mm -hmm. if you want to do it permanently, we put a uh, piece of information into the pendant, or you could meditate on a bone behind the nose and eyes called the sphenoid bone. And if you meditate on that, that goes back into alignment and reflexively the hips and occiput immediately just roll right back into alignment without any force or pressure, and it stays that way. And I tested people 10 years later, and they're still holding that alignment. So it's a wonderful way. Now, obviously, I haven't done this to 7-plus billion people yet, Mm -hmm, so I don't think we're going to run out of folks anytime soon.
0: Now, how how long is this? We did. How long does it take you to do somebody when you do it remotely? Uh, Behind the uh, nose thing. Hmm? Ten seconds. You want, to give, you want to give it a try May, here?
1: Maybe six. Yes. Uh, I don't know if you're going to feel anything. Most people don't feel anything when I do it. That's why I made these videos called Quantum Touch Pendant Demo. Mm-hmm. And you can see people who have touched the base. I, I live, put my thumbs Underneath the base of the occipital bone, which is at the back of the head, okay. this where the neck meets the head, and kind of lift up. And about one out of three or four can feel if one side feels higher than the other. If you put should your I thumbs be? back there,
0: should you I can be try sitting it, or st- see if
1: you can? It's either way, but if you if you stand up okay. and put your thumbs on the neck where the skull just begins, and you gently lift up about half a pound of pressure. On the left and right side underneath the bone, one out of every three or four people will be able to clearly feel that one side is higher than the other.
0: Yeah, I think my uh, left side's a little higher.
1: Okay, now leave your thumbs there and uh, make them very soft. And I'm just going to meditate for a few seconds here. Okay. Now put your thumbs back on. Lift them off. Put them right back on again. See what you feel. Um,
0: I, I think I think it's more even. I think what I've touched more was the the the, the bone. I think, but now actually it's even. Yeah, you want to be now touching.
1: You want to be yeah. touching the bone. Yeah.
0: I think they're evening out yeah. now. Well, yeah.
1: Okay. Feel it. Does it? Is it even or sort of even?
0: Uh, it's closer. The left is okay. still a so, tad higher.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. Some people don't go back 100 percent, but 99 plus percent do move, and it's it's quite tangibly, tangible
0: how much they've moved. So you tuck it under the bottom part of the bone, right?
1: Yeah. You just kind or, of lift, or is it, like it at that crease above it? No, it's underneath, and you're lifting up. So if you put your th- thumbs. And the neck part where you're just beginning to lift up on the base of the skull that's the spot that we're measuring from
0: okay now it's even yeah now it's it even.
1: yeah it's a, it's the easiest thing there is to learn because everybody can pick it up immediately it's not like learning a foreign language or you know how to play guitar no. or something this is
0: no, for, okay for the deal. so for the benefit of our listeners and also for myself what, if anything, should I expect going forward? That you just did that process with me.
1: Well, you may not notice anything. It isn't, like I say, it isn't for the purpose of uh, causing a major shift. But it does w- will change your gait, um, whether it's subtle or obvious to you. Uh, when you run, you probably feel that you're, you know, have a smoother gait moving forward. Okay. Uh, it's going to, uh, for some people, it'll it'll help with back or neck pain or increased mobility and you know there's certain people who've had dramatic and I've got some of those people on video who have had dramatic shifts if you go to YouTube and look up quantum touch pendant demo you'll see some very dramatic cases and some people who are really shocked and surprised to just break out laughing when they realize they just saw something impossible there's no way yeah. the cranial bones can move, and yet they just did. It's
0: yeah, undeniable. Was, when for our listener, this is the bone. This is your head, <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's
1: the base of the skull.
0: That's amazing. That's amazing. That that is amazing. Yeah, because yeah, it's even now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's, Fantastic. It's so easy, and and you know, we we have our scientists today
0: who believe that
1: everything that's real
0: can be weighed, measured,
1: and put into a formula. That everything can be explained through math and physics. And this one simple demonstration puts a wrench in that mechanism, the mechanistic model of reality. And we're showing, and everything implies that we are spiritual beings. And, and it's
0: amazing. However
1: difficult it is for a lot of people to accept that idea that we're actually spiritual beings, because their careers are based upon the idea that they can understand the universe through measurement and logic. And we're showing a mystery. And the mystery is causes enormous cognitive dissonance among many scientists.
0: Yeah, I, I, you know, what's very odd is that my breathing is much more even now and deeper.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to have a lot of different... You know, if, the more kinesthetic awareness you have in your body, the more you'll be aware that this is having a shift upon them. But the main thing is, like, we recently conducted a study with people with high levels of pain. This is much more to the point. Mm-hmm. We saw that people who were from accidents, arthritis, and fibromyalgia were the subjects of the experiment. A single quantum touch session provided a 67 67- Percent reduction in their pain. That's two-thirds. And the part that excited me the most was of the 41 people, they had 50 pain conditions that they reported. All 50 pain conditions responded to the quantum touch session. Wow. And that means that it's so far beyond a placebo as to be ridiculous. This should be studied at all the universities in the world. They should use this because what would happen to the opioid epidemic if people in hospitals receive this instead of opioids? You know, no. they wouldn't become addicted. If you took two-thirds of their pain away, they probably either wouldn't need a pain medication or they need a very small amount. We had one nurse doing post-surgical care with Quantum Touch, and you know what the doctor told her? He said, you have to stop doing that.
0: <laughs> he said, why?
1: He said, well, we can no longer predict how much pain medication to give people.
0: <laughs> that yeah, we laugh have now,
1: you, but yeah, how right. many people are harmed?
0: Right. You're absolutely absolutely right. Um, they just think of it as, as kind of like a business. Um, have you worked it's, with people who have an artificial hip or a partial hip replacement and things like that? Because yeah, It's yeah. so prevalent the now. The
1: deal is, yeah, the deal is the body will heal whatever it can to the best of its ability. Mm -hmm. And that means that if they have an art, like, okay, I don't know if you've heard of Rupert Sheldrake. He's a very famous scientist who Mm -hmm. had his Ted talk taken down. And I met him and his wife, Jill, and he wanted to see a demonstration of this hip thing. And so we met, we both measured Jill and Jill's right hip was at least three inches higher than the left. It was ridiculously high. And I said, Jill, this doesn't look normal. Was there some kind of accident? She said, well, I I fractured some discs years ago. So this was before I knew I could put information into an object. So I said to Rupert something totally crazy. I said, I only expect this to go back about three-quarters of the way in the next 10 seconds. And I stood back about three or four feet away, and I meditated, and then I said, okay, measure now. And he was on one knee, and he looked, and it was like seventy-five, eighty percent aligned. It went from like three, three and a half inches out to about half to three quarters of an inch out. Wow. Because the body wasn't able to move it the rest of the way, to, because there was some structural things going on that wouldn't let it take it any further. But it goes as far as it can, and does what it can.
0: Fantastic. All right, I'm blown away. You, your work is fantastic, and you're really doing a service to the to humanity. So keep keep up the great work, and uh, I might be uh, I might be up for level one one of these days. I want to talk to my wife. She had a big smile on her face when oh. she poked her head in a few minutes ago. Well, so uh,
1: yeah, I'm sure well, I'll hear Tyler, all about it. T- yeah, Tyler's a great teacher and a good guy, and he's he really brings passion to the work, and everybody's inspired when they learn from him.
0: Yeah, she, she said she had she, she was it was a marathon session yesterday, but she was really thrilled. She learned a lot. So anyhow, f- fantastic yeah. stuff, Richard. I'm so pleased and honored that you've come on the show. Um, could you tell everybody oh, where uh, uh, the, the book is uh, the new one is The Secret Nature of Matter? And the other one is uh, Quantum yeah. Touch, The Power to Heal. You have a couple of others, but could you tell people where they can find you, your website and all that stuff?
1: Yeah, you go to quantumtouch.com. It's uh, just using touch, whether it's consciousness or physical touch, quantumtouch.com, and you'll find everything you need.
0: Fantastic. All right. Well, listen, I'm I'm very pleased and very appreciative of your sharing, and I'm happy to share your message, Richard, and keep doing the great work. You're an well, inspiration.
1: Well, what a pleasure to be here. Thanks so much.
0: All right. Thanks so much, Richard. Be well.
1: Okay. You okay, too. folks.
0: Bye-bye. All right. Our special guest has been Richard Gordon, and uh, I highly uh, recommend that you check out Quantum Touch, his website, his books, and, uh, and Richard himself. If you, ever go, if you ever watch Gaia TV, he's got a great uh, show on there with uh, Regina Meredith, if you catch her show. She's a fantastic host, and um, uh, Richard's been on the show and does a great job there. So we thank him, and we thank our audience. Uh, I'm going to take a quick break, and I'll do my Guy's Guy's Guide, and then we'll uh, wrap it up. The guys, guys, radio. Okay, we're back. Uh, guys, guys, radio. Robert Manny, your host. Um, I usually do a guys, guys, guide at the end of the show, and uh, this one, I try to keep it in line with uh, what our guests talked about, but I'm just going to, I'm writing a blog right now about uh, 10 things that I've learned, and i Wrote down about 20 things and realized that there's a lot, but I'm going to start. It's going to be a couple of parts to this. I'll just do a few tonight. Um, before I do that, just let me tell you once again that uh, Guys, Guys Radio, the place where men and women can be there at their best and everyone wins, uh, all came out of my novel, The Guys, Guys, Guide to Love, about two guys in advertising competing for love, sex, power, and money. And the main character ends up writing a column about men for women called The Guys, Guys, Guide to Love. And that was a springboard to my blog where uh, life started imitating art, where I started blogging about men for women and then men for men. And uh, it's life, love and the pursuit of happiness at my website, robertmanny.com. I'm also on YouTube. I'm on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram and every place else. And, uh, You can catch me all over social media. My blogs are on uh, Cupid's Pulse. They're on Good Men Project. They're on Your Tango. And we're all over the place. You can listen to every podcast of Guys Guys Radio on iTunes, on Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio and Blog Talk Radio, of course. So, as I like to say, uh, here's the Guys Guys Guide of the Week. So, 10 things I think I know. Actually, I do know now. Um, I'll start with this fear surrounds us we live in a society where everything's based on fear we're just drilled with it all day long anytime you turn on the tv open up social media uh, read a newspaper if anybody does that anymore we're going to be sold in our culture it's about lack and fear and we don't have enough and somebody's attacking us and divisiveness and all of that the so just guy, be aware guy, radio. wow okay raiga she just uh, she just snuck up on me there. But anyhow, so what we're seeing is like a world that's generated around fear. So be aware of that and don't fall for it. Be choose love, not fear. Um, I had a boss that told me something that I've always re- remembered from the last day I was on this job. He said, remember one thing. He said, good job. And remember, everything is connected. And I think he's right. Uh you know, we create our own lives. One thing leads to another, but it's all connected. So don't burn your bridges. Be careful what you think, be careful what you say, because point number three is we create our own lives. Uh, You know, we are what we think. And so think good thoughts, think good thoughts about yourself. Think positive thoughts about yourself. Uh, Also, number four, forgiveness is freedom. Uh, Forgive people. Forgive people, even if they don't apologize. It's very freeing to forgive. You don't have to carry around that anxiety, that anger or anything. Just forgive. And connected to that, number five is learn to say I'm sorry. I learned to say I'm sorry decades ago, and I'm so glad I did because it's so easy. If you're truly sorry, just say you're sorry. We're human. We We mess up all the time. It's much easier to say you're sorry than so many people that I know and I'm sure you know just refuse to say, I'm sorry. No matter what, they just can't admit it. They think it's a weakness or something, including our president. He won't say, I'm sorry about anything. It's not weakness. Being, saying you're sorry is strength. Don't worry about it. Uh, and because of that, it, there's more than one number six, and I'll leave it there, is there's more than one de- definition of success. Uh, you know, you could, you could say the scoreboards monetarily in our society, but it, it really isn't. It's much bigger than that. And you have to decide what's important to you, what you want to get out of this lap around the track that we're taking in this incarnation. And you determine what success is based on what you think your mission has been and is in this lifetime. Anyhow, that's all I've got for you right now. But we're going to continue on that subject in our next show. And Wednesday, we're back. And we've actually we're switching gears. We've got a uh, relationship uh, expert. Rob Kandel is going to be on. And we're looking forward to that. That's this Wednesday at 7 p.m. And until then, like I always like to say, guys, guys, finish first.